Welcome back, everybody, to another very special and very spooky episode, our Halloween edition. And instead of, of course, talking to X and Ish, you're now talking to the VIP from Squid Game and my co-host. The Touchdown Fairy. The Touchdown Fairy. Thank you for joining me today. Of course, if you tune in next week, you will get X and course ish back once again but for today's episode you will have a vip and a fairy that does nothing but score touchdowns i mean who can be mad at that with that being said you know what to do if you are on facebook please make sure you go ahead and like and share and of course if you are on the facebook page please go ahead and hit the like on the facebook page if you are on youtube go ahead and hit the subscribe button on YouTube and go ahead and hit that notification bell for shows in the future. Ding! Thank you for that, Ish. And if you are on Twitter, go ahead and... Touchdown, Fairy. Thank you, Ish. Thank you. And if you are on Twitter, go ahead and please hit us up on Twitter. We are on Periscope at XTalkingIsh. And I'm going to go ahead and, of course, put us on my main page as well, X underscore 81. I'm sorry, X Williams. X underscore Williams 81. My apologies. My apologies. All right, let's go ahead and move on. We appreciate everyone for joining us today on a Halloween recap. Of course, next week we will be week eight in the NFL season. And of course, it will be Halloween on Sunday when we'll do our pre show, not our recap show. So that's why we're doing our Halloween episode a little sooner then later so we just want to make sure we give you guys a quick smile out there and we want to talk about some football out here with some vips not just myself but i know with the people that's watching out there so touchdown fairy let's go ahead and get right into uh what we left off at yesterday if you tuned in and watch monday night football but that's of course the saints and the seahawks and of course, with that, with that of a slugfest type of game, as we saw yesterday, it was just a great game to watch with all of the sarcasm put in there. Ish, what do you make of the Saints being able to go into Seattle and get a win on the road like that? I mean, this is not the Seattle team of old, right? So it's not as impressive as it may have been in the past. Also, without Russell Wilson, it definitely takes a little bit more off of that win. Um but you know you gotta you gotta take your hats off to the Saints. They went in and they won a game that they were supposed to win, a game that they needed to win um, in order to stay in the hunt uh, for those wild card spots. Uh, right now, they definitely would be in the playoffs if the playoffs started today. So um, you know you gotta take your hats off to them. We always say on this show, you know you gotta win the games you're supposed to win in order to give yourself a shot at the end of the year, right? And this was definitely one of those situations where the Saints um, were the favored team. They, they, I think a lot of people expect them to win this game. And um, they went out and they found a way to win. It wasn't the prettiest win. It wasn't, you know, a very convincing win, but it was a win nonetheless. Uh, so you got to take your hats off to them. They went in, they did their business in a 
difficult place to to win in Seattle. Um, while the team isn't, you know, at its best, uh, Seattle and the fans there are always going to be at their best, right? So it was difficult from that standpoint. The weather also didn't, you know, make it easy on them. Um, but when you got a guy like Alvin Kamara in that backfield um, who can make plays in the air, can also make plays on the ground, he didn't do too much on the ground, but he did a lot in the air, and he was able to help them get that win. So um, at the end of the day, they did what they were supposed to do. I'm not I'm not too thrilled about it, to be honest. Uh, if you watch the halftime show, you know um, that I was giving Jameis a hard time going into um, the second half, and he really didn't do anything to raise my confidence in the, in the second half. So, I have a question for you, Touchdown Ferry. Mm-hmm. Did he turn the ball over? Oh, my gosh. Here we go with that. I'm, I'm just asking. Did he turn the ball over? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does matter. Did he score in the red zone? He did. Scored a touchdown. Anyway. I'm just letting you know. Let's be. How you doing, Napoleon? Thanks for tuning in. Let's be honest here. It wasn't convincing from Jameis. Jameis doesn't look that great. He doesn't instill a lot of confidence in you about this offense moving forward um, and then putting points up. So we'll have to wait and see as they move forward. But, hey, a W is a W, so great job to the Saints. Let's just keep it – let's hope they keep it going um, moving forward. Who knows? They might be able to shock uh, Tampa Bay in the NFC South. And, of course, later on in the show, we'll actually talk a little bit more about the New Orleans Saints. My th- my thing I was going to ask you, though, is with the Seattle Seahawks, with Russ being out this long, do you think they still have a chance to make a second-half run to maybe win one of those wild-card spots in the back half of the NFL season? Mm, I mean, so if I'm looking at the schedule here, um, after their bye week in week nine, they got the Packers, Cardinals, Washington football team, the 49ers, the Texans, the Rams, the Bears, the Lions, and the Cardinals again. Um, he played the Cardinals twice. He played the Packers. Those two, uh, those three games alone are kind of uh, hit or miss. A lot of people would say that they're not the favorites in those games. Um, the Washington football team, you would expect that to be a win. 49ers, um, you know, it depends on what 49ers team shows up. So who knows? The Texans, you expect that to be a win. Um, the Rams, you're probably expecting them to lose that game. The Bears, you would expect that to be the win. And the Lions, you expect that to be a win. So if they win the four games that they're supposed to win and they come up on maybe – um, a couple other, you know, wins, maybe Arizona at home that puts you at five wins on the back half. Um, and maybe you're able to, maybe you're able to beat San Francisco. Let's give them the San Francisco win as well. So that put them at six. Um, so, I mean, at this point you win six more games, you're sitting at eight, eight games. You you're in the hunt. For the for the wild card, they could potentially still be in the hunt for the wild card on the back half if they do what they're supposed to do and come up with a couple of wins. So you can't really count them out. The question is, how far behind are they going to be? Well, really, the big question is, are they going to get this win on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Which if they, they get very the win against the Jacksonville Jaguars, it definitely keeps them 
in a decent spot to say, hey, we still got a shot in the second half. If they lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't know. It's, it's not looking too great. Well, it's, they're at home against Jacksonville. So, we, yeah. let's be real, we expect them to have a bounce-back game, most likely, against Jacksonville. Jacksonville has to go from Jacksonville, travel all the way up, up north to Seattle. That's that's a that's a daunting task with a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach. I don't think it's going to happen for Jacksonville. But, hey, we've seen some crazy things in the NFL season so far. So, All right, let's go ahead and move on from this game because, let's be real, it's not that fun or entertaining of a game. But I will tell everybody a game that was very fun and entertaining for me to watch. I don't know about everybody else, especially if you're a Chiefs fan. But Chiefs and Titans, we got to address something in the room right now. This is the elephant in the room. And I'm not talking about me with my mask. I'm talking about the point that Ishmael, apparently my friend, my touch, my touchdown fairy friend of mine, he felt like, the, the Kansas City Chiefs would be able to erase the mistakes that they've always had in this game. And because of the greatness of Patty Mahomes, they would overcome all of the mistakes that they've had. And I respect it. I respect the moxie. I understand where they come from. They're Super Bowl champs, right? You know, you got to respect the champs. I got that. But I will say this. Besides the butt whooping the Titans put on them, Unless you're in the Kansas City Chiefs. Ish, I do have a question for you. Because you watched the game, correct? Yeah. Off and on? I, I kind of walked away from it a little bit, I'm assuming. I watched the first half. I watched a little bit of the third quarter. And okay. Then I'll pretty much That's what I was going to ask about. The third quarter. Do you remember a play where Mr. Travis Kelsey catches the ball and this man, down 24-0, throws a lateral a, a, a full-blown lateral thrown pass. It, it looked more like a speed option pitch. Bruh, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. And mm-hmm. to and to have the nuts to do that down 24 points on your side of the 50, what that looked like to me, honestly-ish, is that the Kansas City Chiefs, plain and simple, they don't respect the Tennessee Titans. That's why mm-hmm. they felt like that they could just – do what they wanted to do and still get away with being able to do what they are been able to do, especially against teams like the Washington football team. But Tennessee Titans are not that. And the Kansas City Chiefs and Ish can maybe can agree with or sorry, touchdown fairy can maybe agree with me on this one is that maybe this is the wake up call that they needed. Because Ish has been touchdown fairy's been saying this episode after episode that the defense needs to get better. And now the offense is kind of suffering at the moment. Will they bounce back next week? Most likely, yes. They have a Monday night football game, and I expect them to bounce back. But in reality, for the Kansas City Chiefs, this is not 2019. So, touchdown, Ferry. How do you feel about these Kansas City Chiefs right now after the beatdown that they took in Tennessee? Um, plain and simple, they're, they're an average to below average team that they're not a playoff team. In their in their current state, they are not a playoff team. Anybody who wants to to argue or disagree, um, let me just say one: you can't go off of potential and say because of the potential they have, oh, they're a playoff team. Two, stop living in the past because yeah, they've done it before. But I think to be honest, they've been found out. They've been found out. Um, they've been found out from a standpoint of 
um, teams have realized all this talk that Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and some of these other players have come out and said about, we just got to take what they give us. You know, we just got to, I know that people think it's boring, but we just got to take what they give us. That's all talk. Patrick Mahomes is talk. He's saying what you want, what he knows people want him to say. He's saying what you want to hear from him. He's saying like, oh yeah, we're going to dink and dunk down the field. Can I just say to you, um, the interception that he threw, where he tried to force the ball to, to Josh Gordon, did that look like somebody that was taking what the defense was giving him? Well, I'm assuming that you're talking about that at the end of the second quarter and he rolls out his first down, he rolls out to his left and he throws it's a tip ball and in this and the linebacker yes. from Tizzy Titans yep. intercepts the football. Mm-hmm. Yes. With that play right there, like you just said, ish, it's first down. You're, it's two minutes plus left to go in the quarter. You have an opportunity to still score, put some points on the board before you're going to have. Like you said, just take what they give you. Don't force that. If anything, just run. You had five yards. You could have got, you could have got five, five yards, yards, or you could have dumped it down to your running back. But that's like the thing. It. It's not sexy for the checkdowns. Nobody wants to be checked down, Charlie. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not sexy to be checked check down, Charlie. But check down, Charlie. Sometimes win you the game. So, I mean, to me, when you're asking about it, they've been found out because uh, this offense has been found out from the standpoint of, dude, y'all saying y'all y'all willing to check down and take what they give you and everything, but y'all really aren't. Like, y'all really are not about that life. Y'all are about trying to be the flashy, oh, we're going to throw the bomb on you. We're going to do the no-look passes and all this and so on and so forth, when in reality – Dude, all you need to do is take what the defense gave you. Like, there were plenty of opportunities, if you watch that game, where Tennessee was giving them specific little things underneath that they weren't willing to throw or take. To me, I'm done with the talk. I even said it in the pregame. I'm done with the talk. Stop talking about it and just be about it, okay? Was Is this the wake-up call that they needed? Um, if they if they weren't awake before, like if they weren't awake after the first half of that Washington game, then honestly, everybody there needs to reexamine themselves. And I again, I'm going to say it: they will not make the playoffs. They're not a playoff team. They are barely even in the wild card conversation. If I'm if if I'm just being honest. Now I will say this: Can we also maybe look at? Because of Mahomes' career so far, we've spo- we're spoiled at what we're looking at. Because he only has nine interceptions. We've had we've had Hall of Fame quarterbacks that have thrown for twenty plus interceptions in a season, right? Mm-hmm. And with the expectations that quote unquote the kid has put on himself, I think unfortunately with the media and everybody else you know it's it's quick to thrust them in the mannings and the brady and and everybody else in that quarterback conversation when we talk about this all the time ish and no disrespect to everybody that's won one but you can win one but can you win two can you win three can you win four can well, you win five that's what separates yourself and and my and my better cut you off it no go ahead. Oh, no, I was just that. saying when it comes to 
the NFL, we especially over the last 20 years with the Patriots and Tom Brady and what they've been doing with, with their reign, we, we got spoiled into thinking that that's normal. Like that's mm-hmm. anybody can do that. And nobody and no, that's not normal. That takes work every day in and out every year. And, and even during with the, during the Brady years, they only they missed the playoff one year out of those twenty, but Brady's numbers weren't always excellent. Mm-hmm. So for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, what I would like to ask you is: Is this this is a all, all around problem? Is this a Patrick Mahomes problem? Is this a coaching staff problem? What is the problem? Because is if if Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy is telling Patrick, hey, dub it down. Look at look look. We're watching on film. Look, you check the check down right here, and you're still not doing it. Then it's Patrick, of course, right? But if if the coaches are allowing you to be Patrick Mahomes because because that's what's that's what's won us a Super Bowl, is it kind of hard to break those habits ish? Like that that's I think that's the unfortunate rock and a hard place that the Kansas City Chiefs are are in. It's like. If we stop who he is now, do you know? Will we not get the most out of him? Yeah, I think it's a culture problem, man. I think it's a culture. I think it's the culture that has been built on this team, um, where they um, it, they like the big play, they like the flash, they like the shine. I think the defense has always been kind of like this the stepchild on the team. Really, if we're being honest, uh, the defense has never been amazing. Um, but they've always been good enough. And the offense has always been um, amazing enough that um, it doesn't matter what you're down by. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, what the situation looks like. The offense is going to find a way, right? Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way. You trust in him. You trust Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. These guys are going to find a way to make it happen. They're going to find that big play. Um, the problem that you have is it's created a culture in which they – I don't know if they are expecting the big play – um, they bought into the hype or what it is. But to me, um, Patrick Mahomes has some takes some of the blame. And I think it's not an overreaction to say that he's regressed in the sense of the interceptions that he's thrown this year. That's the pro- like it's the type of interception that he's thrown and the situations he's thrown the interceptions in that are the problem. Some of them definitely were just like crazy interceptions, like the Chargers interception um, where the, the um, I believe it was Asante Samuel Jr. dove, uh, you know, in the middle field makes an amazing play. Right. OK, mm-hmm. you know, fair. That's a fair one. Great play by the defender. But then you got the one like I was talking about earlier. Like his Washington where, football team where he just rolls out and just throws it up in the air. Yeah, anybody. like that is a terror. That's what you come to expect from a overwhelmed rookie quarterback, right? Like yes, that yes. kind of throw. The the, the interception exactly, against Zach um, Wilson's throws. Yeah, against Tennessee this past weekend um, when he was trying to fit that one into Josh Gordon. That's mm-hmm. the kind of throw you expect from an inexperienced, overwhelmed quarterback. Like – that's the problem with the interceptions that I have is like, it's not like you're making, it's not like it's great. You're allowing the defense to make a great play. You're giving, you're gifting them these interceptions because you're trying to throw it in double coverage. You're trying to throw to a guy that clearly isn't open, has no way to come back and make this play. And yet you still try to gun the ball in there. Like that's the problem. And that's where for me, the Chiefs, 
will not get better until they really actually commit to doing what they're saying about just take what is there play the simple game play the easy game you have the talent you have the makeup on the offensive side at least to be a playoff team if you take what is there and you play within um the limits of what the defense is giving you right now on the defense side it, it they need to burn it all to the ground it appears because it just doesn't look like they have anything anything there they don't it doesn't appear like they've got i mean they were able to get to Tannehill a couple of times but shoot the first couple of drives they never even were able to get a breath on him the i first, mean the I first, think yeah, the first anybody, couple of drives i was I, i've never seen ball movement from the titans like that my since like days. i mean the man was perfect i think the first two or three drives oh, he yeah. didn't miss on a single throw so you really got to look at your defense and say what do we need to do in order to, I mean, have some sort of pride or something. I don't know, but it, it was ugly. Like I said, I watched maybe halfway through the third quarter, and I was done. I didn't see – I could tell you from the first half, there was no way they were coming back. It didn't – there was no fight from them. Um, it, it just looked horrible. All right, well, let's stop beating a dead horse. Or yeah, let's dead, stop beating or, on, on – Or a dead chief, I should say. And <laughs> let's go ahead and move on because – uh Hey, these Chiefs fans, they're not you they're they're just been so used to living on this this cloud nine over the last oh, couple yeah. of years. They ain't, rough to, times. they ain't used to getting their butt whooped like they like they've uh, been usually getting their butt whooped in the nineties and two thousands. They'll be but, back. It, it's not yeah, first off, no, there's no. still time in this season for them to turn it around. Um, not a lot of time, of but there's time. There's time. Eleven more well, sorry, twelve more weeks left. Twelve more weeks. Yeah. Eleven and twelve, whatever we want to go. But anyways, it's plenty of time in football left, uh, for everybody. Um, but a team that did run out of time, uh, thank God they did, the Cincinnati Bengals, because uh, they would have scored another touchdown against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, we got to talk about this game because we selected the Baltimore Ravens to win, to win this game, touchdown fairy. Uh, but one thing I did say in, in the pregame show before this game started, I said the Bengals, I feel like they have an opportunity to win this game. Which of course, besides them doing, they they slaughtered the Baltimore Ravens, and besides slaughtering them, they definitely made a statement to the rest of the AFC because at the moment the Cincinnati Bengals are the number one seed in the AFC if the playoffs were to start today. Yes, Touchdown, Ferry. The way that the Bengals took care of the Baltimore Ravens, is it time to start taking the Cincinnati Bengals seriously? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we should be taking the Cincinnati Bengals seriously. I think we both said in the pregame show that, uh, this team has been performing a lot better than, um, a lot of people expected, um, that, you know, there is a lot of excitement surrounding them. Um, I think that what you saw on Sunday just proved that they are, they, they don't need that time, right? They don't need that time as far as being in contention, um now whether or not they're able to finish some of these games when it comes playoff time and crunch time or later in the season that's something to be seen um because that's when it's not as easy right like it's easy to win a game in week six against baltimore and baltimore but when you get down and come playoff time are you able to do it if it's a close game and it's also another thing to say 
it's easy when you jump on a team early and you got the momentum flowing to kind of keep that momentum going and to just beat up on them, right? To make it look bad. But when it's not going so well and you're in a real test, a real test, right? You're in one of those where it's it's a grind. You have to you earn every point, energy and effort yeah. the entire game just to get a field goal. That is when you know some of these teams that are a little bit younger that don't that haven't been there before. That's when we see them struggle, right? So, should we take them seriously? Yes, we should take them seriously because they are where they are, not because of a fluke, but because they have beaten really good teams, right? They have beaten some really good teams along the way. Um, the only question that we have is, are they able to sustain this? Because that's where a young team, you you don't quite know if a young team is going to be able to sustain. And that's what I want to see from them. But I am excited for, I'm excited for them. I'm excited about the team. Like I said, in the pregame show, this is the most excitement I've had about the Cincinnati Bengals since when Chad was there. Um, so yeah, man, it, it's looking good. Um, the receiving core, wow, it's it's a sight to behold. Um, also, man, I gotta give a shout out to my boy Eli Apple. Eli Apple, you know, he's been making some plays over on the defensive side. That defense, man, that I don't feel like they get a lot of love. I think because Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. they've all been showing out, Joe Mixon. Um, I just don't feel like their defense gets a lot of love, but the defense has been doing a lot of great things and making a lot of plays so. Um, definitely hats out to that defense in Cincinnati. And if they can keep it up, yeah, they're going to be in contention when it comes down to it. And like you said, shout out to Eli Apple being able to uh, make a new home in Cincinnati with the troubles he's had around the NFL. Oh, yeah. Um, just due to either, you know, on the field or off the field issues with Eli Apple. But uh, shout out to Eli Apple out there, you know, making a making a new name, for, a new home for himself. Um, for me... This this game, honestly, I, I have to look at I have to look at the Ravens on this one I, because, again, I I I would yeah, people will call me crazy picking the Bengals to win this game last week, which I should have did, but I let my emotions get into the way it is what it is. But it's all good. But I will say with the Ravens, are the injuries going to start catching up? That's what. I'm trying to see with this team moving forward uh, because, again, the Bengals are not a team that's supposed to be here right now. They're supposed to be <laughs> they're supposed to be trending this way next season, not right now. They're a year, a year, maybe two years ahead of schedule right now. And, and if the Bengals are able to maybe steal the division from the 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 I'm sorry, the Browns, the Ravens, or even the Steelers, who in the hell? You know, if if you made a nice little bet in Vegas before the season started, you're gonna get a nice you know return. But who seriously thought the Cincinnati Bengals would win the AFC North coming into the season? Not too many. And if the Cincinnati Bengals are able to do continue to keep doing what they're doing because they got this one in Baltimore, the Ravens have to come to Cincinnati now and play them still for the second second game of this matchup. And the Bengals take care of them. They swept the Ravens. That's that's something very remarkable to think about. And again, we have to see what happens with the Ravens moving forward if the injuries are not are something that's that's going to show well, itself in the wrong times, unfortunately. 
Well, I mean, I, I agree with you. The injuries, um, at some point, it starts to take a toll on the team, right? Exactly. But um, the good thing for them is they got the bye week this week. Then they come out, and they got a pretty tough matchup against Minnesota. Um, but then they got a couple of weeks that I think kind of helps them with the injury problem, right? Like they got Miami in week 10, the Bears in week 11. Now both of those games are on the road, so it's not as easy as you would expect. But still, those are two teams that you expect the Ravens to beat. The Browns, who have been hobbled by injuries as well. So, you know, you may be able to, depending on what the, their situation is, it may be whoever's the healthiest of the two teams when they meet each other in week 12. And then you got the Steelers on the road. You go, then you go back against the Browns the following week. The Packers on the road uh, to the Bengals, and then the Rams and the Steelers to close it out. Like honestly, I could see them, you know, getting some time. I think the back half of the season, towards the last couple of weeks, is when it really gets tough for them, right? But this middle portion right here, there's some there's some leeway there to kind of work through some of these injuries, get some people healthy um, and, you know, maybe find a way to still be in a really good spot to win the AFC North as you get into week uh, 16, 17, and 18. So um, the injuries could end up biting them in the butt. um, But I think that they're going to find a way to get some people back healthy get some rest this week the bye week came at a perfect time because you can get some rest lick your wounds and then come out ready to um, fight against this minnesota team at home no i definitely agree with you on that one you know how the, the bye week is when it comes to the home cooking sometimes you need that home cooking but you have to be able to finish out that back half of the rest of the nfl season and um no matter if no matter if it's the nfl college or high school Everybody deserves a bye week. I agree with you on that one. Touchdown fairy, I should say. All right, let's go ahead and move on from that game. And let's go ahead and um, talk about, very quickly, our Mr. Slain Anthony Mm. for this weekend. And I'll let you start off as touchdown fairy. You don't have to, of course, have it right now, but... I'll give you a couple of seconds to think about your Mr. Slain that thing. And I'll oh, no, no, no. I, I already got my Mr. Slain oh, that do, thing. Do your thing. Um, do your I thing. had my Mr. Slain that thing early in the week. Um, and that right there should tell you it all because my Mr. Slain that thing is going to be a tandem award. Um, my Mr. Slain that thing for this Slain week. Thangs. Slain that thangs for this week. <laughs> Is none other than Case Keenum and Kevin Stefanski. Oh, um, th- th- they're gonna share the award this week because okay. you you came into the week, you knew Baker was hurt, but Baker was talking about still possibly playing, and then you get into like Tuesday, Wednesday, Baker decides, oh, I can't go. So you you have Case Keenum, and I think we we chose against the Browns, um, partially did. because we of did. Case Keenum. Partially you because know that, you because of Case Keenum. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, partially because that Denver defense, I mean, they're a good defense. Um, Patrick Sertan has been doing wonderful things for them. Um, so, you know, you were thinking, oh, maybe the Browns not going to be able to do anything. And, you know, Case Keenum just came out. He had a, a nice little light, light day, nothing too serious. But still, he was able to put up 199 yards. I mean – 
and the thing is, the thing about it is, the numbers don't look amazing. One ninety nine and a touchdown, right? But if you watch the game, it's the way that they played the game, the way that Kevin Stefanski called the game for Case Keenum, and they just were able to make play after play after play. And at one point, I started thinking to myself, like, is Case Keenum this good? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was looking, I was like, man, this man, Case Keenum, is actually really good. But, I mean. You're a hater. You're a hater. Why, why am I he held. He holds the NCAA passing record here at U of H. In the nation for the nation, son, best that's in the nation. Raid, that's an air raid offense. Who cares? He still he still he still had the record. Hey, he still got the record. I expect you to have the passing record. Hey, Colt Brenham had it at one point in time. Case Keenum broke it. Okay. Just anyway, saying. just saying. You know, it, Case Keenum just looked really good, and unfortunately, for Theodore, he looked meh. All right, I'm gonna need you to leave once Theodore. again. Leave Theodore, Theodore once again. Travis, what's up, man? Travis, you know, says, appreciate what's you good for tuning fellas? in. Yeah, the Astros over there watching. looking not so yeah. Yeah. magnificent. So if you don't want to watch the Astros, you're more than welcome to come and check out X Talking Ish. Yeah, you can watch this instead. The Astros over there performing like Theodore did in this game. I was gonna say they're performing like the Houston Texans against the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. But, but hey, mm. that's 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 rude. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's my my Mr. Slain thing, Kevin Stefanski, Case Keenum, hats off to y'all. Wonderfully done. Um, I'm excited about it. It actually makes me rethink what I think about the uh uh the Cleveland Browns moving forward if Baker Mayfield has to sit for some time. I do respect it. I re- I respect the the tandem that she was able to bring today for Mr. Slain that things. I'm going to surprise everyone Uh-oh. since I am a VIP. I'm not who I normally am. And t- today, I'm going to give much credit to Carson Wentz. Oh, Carson Wentz. Oh, yep. no. Yep. Carson Wentz is Mr. Slain that thing for me because, let me explain. You can make the face all you want to. To go out and play in San Francisco in that torrential downpouring of of rain, it that was a that was a crazy game to play in rain wise because everyone was soaked. You know that we if you watch the game, you should know that. With that being said, even though it wasn't only hundred and fifty yards of, of of total yards passing, you threw for two touchdowns, which also means that with two touchdowns in the last four games, he he becomes the only Colts quarterback to do that since of course Peyton Manning not Andrew uh, Luck or even the dang Peyton let me, Manning let me explain not even oh, not no. even Andrew Luck or Phillip Rivers last year were able to do that which is very surprising to me you would think Phillip Rivers you know majority of times have at least two touchdowns a game for Carson Wentz to do this against a pretty good defense San Francisco even though they lost a lot of pieces so far they go into now, I'm sorry, they go uh, back to home and play against the Tennessee Titans. And it's going to be very interesting to see if the Tennessee Titans have a letdown type of game against one of their division rivals who they struggle with. And will Carson Wentz continue to keep up this hot streak? It's very interesting to see Carson Wentz kind of bring this all together because, again, he threw for two touchdowns and has no interceptions. Right now, his court, his interception to touchdown ratio is 11-1. to 1. 
I know it doesn't look sexy. I'm not the biggest Carson Wentz fan. But when you look and see what he's doing at the moment, the, the Indianapolis Colts are three and four. They they still have an opportunity to fight for a wild card spot. And Carson Wentz, it seems like you just needed a of course a new change of scenery and get out of Philadelphia. Yeah, he just needed to field. go somewhere where they're gonna allow him to be Trent Dilfer. I mean, hey, and, and it's okay. Some court some some franchises from time to time just need a game manager until you're able to get that franchise quarterback. But at the moment, if that's what Carson Wentz is, Carson Wentz is that's what he's going guy. to be. I mean, he was supposed to be for the Philadelphia Eagles, but sometimes it doesn't happen. And sometimes you being a game manager, like Joe Flacco just got just got traded from, of course, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles to the Jets. And at one point in time, he was a quarterback that maybe looked like he might have been the franchise quarterback for the Ravens. Bro, Super don't Bowl. disrespect Joe Flacco and, and compare him to Carson Wentz. I'm not comparing. I'm, I'm talking about the journeys. Nah, don't even put them in the same classification. Anyways, anyways. All right, let's talk about the game of the week. We'll also talk about one more topic. And then we'll also, before we get out of here, we'll play a very fun game. Called eliminated or not. Mm. All right. Ish. Or my bad. Touchdown fairy. This is going to happen all night, of course. But the game of the week for me. I'm going to mm-hmm. start off. With, I'm going to go ahead and start off first. Has to be. And I know it sounds crazy. It's going to be random. Eagles Raiders. Okay. Eagles Raiders. Okay. Reason why I say this is because. I'm looking at the Raiders, and I'm, I'm I'm expecting this drop off. I'm expecting. I'm waiting for them to, to finally trip up. And it's not even about the John Gruden situation. It's not even the John Gruden stuff. It's just the Raiders being the Raiders. They're, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm waiting for them to fall off. And at the moment, they have second best seed in the AFC. And for the for the Raiders to be five and two at this point. And to play, to continue to play pretty good ball, and they won a game, of course, without Darren Waller uh, on Sunday. I think that helps them gain a lot of confidence moving forward, because with the Raiders, they always feel like it's them against everybody, right? They've always had that mindset, and that's something that is is great for them moving forward, uh, going into the playoffs. The question is, is that. Can this young Raiders team, because they don't really have too much playoff experience, can they make a run this in, in this year, or is this a year for them to learn and grow, and we might see them again next season, and and that's the and that's the year that we expect the Raiders to actually do something. Touchdown, Ferry. Well, I think that they definitely have a chance to do it this year. Um, the way that Derek Carr has been playing. Um, and you know, we getting the ball to Darren Waller, the defense has been pretty solid. Um, they have a chance, but I do feel like this is just a year for them to learn and grow and then maybe come back next year and make a little bit more noise. Um, I just think that some of the teams at the top of the AFC, um, they've got a little bit more going for them than the Raiders do at the moment. Um, although I will say that the Raiders are a very dangerous team, a very dangerous team right now for the simple fact that. It's them against the world, right? Their back's against the wall. Their coach got fired or he resigned or mutually agreed to 
to go separate ways, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, some of the players in there, they feel a certain type of way about it. They feel like they got picked on a little bit. Like, you know, why, why was this, you know, why he had to be punished for, you know, what's going on. Uh, Derek Carr has been very vocal about his support for him. There have been other players that come out and been very vocal about their support for him. Um, so I think this is a very dangerous team from the standpoint of you've given them something to galvanize the entire team to feel like it's us against the world. Mm-hmm. We got nothing to lose. Let's just go out here and lay it all out on the line. And when you have a team like that, guys with that type of mentality, you never know what's going to happen. You never know what you're going to get. And I think that's exactly what we're seeing from the Raiders team. Uh, they, they're coming out and they're just making plays and they're just letting it all hang out, you know, um, with no no care in the world. So um, can they do it this year? Yeah, but I just still don't – I haven't seen enough to say that they can compete with some of the top uh, teams. And I will say this, though, to, to wrap up this game of the week, I easily could have given Mr. Slane that thing to Derek Carr for throwing 31 of 34 – 323 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick because I don't know if y'all really understand how hard it is to go 31 for 34, but, yeah, it really is. And and Derek Carr has has been performing pretty well throughout the whole season. I don't think he's still in that MVP race at the moment, but he's definitely showing that he is the guy as the quarterback, of course, moving forward for the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, yeah, Fair, who you got for game of the week? Uh, game of the week for me, it had to be the beat down that um, the Bengals gave to to the Ravens. I mean, I think that was a statement game. That was a statement uh, for the league. It was a statement for the Bengals. It was a statement in the AFC North. Uh, the torch just might have been passed this past Sunday uh, from the teams like the Steelers and the Ravens um, to the Bengals. And I would even say, you know, Cleveland – they might have felt like going into the season that they were the ones that were the dark horses that potentially were going to upset the traditional powers in the AFC North. They probably felt like they had the best shot. Well, I'm here to tell you that (laughs) Cleveland, no, 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 no. Uh, (laughs) Cincinnati is the team that is the next up. It looks like they, uh, they are young. They're having fun. They're flying around They're, I mean, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. And anytime you get football that's fun to watch, I mean, how can you not be in favor of it? Uh, yeah, game of the week for me had to be that Cleveland game only because of the statement that it made to the league and to the rest of the teams in the AFC North. Just to kind of, um, just to kind of say like, hey, we're here. All that mess y'all were talking about young we got to learn so on and so forth like now nah, we want that right now um and it looks like they want it by any means necessary and um if it means putting a beat down on somebody um uh, apparently they're willing to do that so you're saying these new these new young bingos they're saying they bullies they're coming in the league straight bullies. i mean it looks like that's what they it looks like that's what they're trying to do they said uh yeah we're, we're really about this life and we're gonna let you know I'm not mad at it. Hey, these young Bengals, I don't know if you saw Touchdown Ferry, but once they got done with the game, they ran to the locker room and they said, these these are new Bengals. These are new young Bengals. So 
they have a lot of confidence in themselves. They they do know and, and realize that they are a team to be reckoned with. And mm-hmm. I think all that off that off season noise about Jamar Chase not being able to catch the football, I think that is definitely <laughs> I think to that's race, died down for sure. Led to laid to rest and um and I and I think that's something that um I, at the end of the day, that was some, that was a quote that got misconstrued. He actually never really said that he couldn't catch. He just said that he asked what was what was the difference. He told them that what was the difference. They misconstrued his words. But anywho, we can talk about that another day. We're going to now talk about because I need everybody that's tuning in. I need your opinion as well on this because I've been asking everybody this all on all online throughout the last couple of days, because this has been driving me crazy when it comes to the 600 touchdown ball that Tom Brady threw. Mike Evans, the wide receiver from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, went into the stands and gave it to a random person into the stands. But at the time, Mike Evans did not know it was a 600 touchdown ball. Touchdown fairy. People that are tuning in right now. If you had that ball, would you give it up or would you hold on to it more of a leverage? And before you answer, Tom Brady was on Eli and Peyton Manning's Monday Night Football special last night. And Tom Brady himself even said that he would have held on to the ball. With that being said, answer wisely. Let's go ahead and go to the comments right quick. Travis Crow says, would have kept it. Touchdown, Ferry. What you got? Yeah, I, would, I definitely would have kept it. I mean, the package that he got, uh, he would have got so much more um, if he had kept it and negotiated outside of the stadium. Um, they've got more of the leverage once when you're still in the stadium um, and the ball's still there for them to obtain. Um, but had you kept it, left with it, you know, they would have found a way to get in touch with you. You could have negotiated from there. Shoot, as soon as um as soon as uh, Mike Evans gave me that ball, I might have just left the game. If I'm just Lee, being honest. Hey, I'm about to backdoor with you on that one. Lee, first of all, Lee says I I would I would have kept it and negotiate till I know the real price. He should have gained some leverage before giving it up so quick. And ish, yes, just like you said, if it was me, because I've had people ask, Well well, how would anybody know if it's the real football? Look, the NFL gonna find you. Mm-hmm. You get up out that stadium, ain't nobody. Somebody said, "What about security? Security gonna learn about a stiff arm today? You ain't stopping me. I'm telling you that right now. I was going. I would get that ball, run out of that stadium, and meet me in my vault, and we're gonna talk about what we need to get because from the prices that I saw, at minimum, the ball is worth at least half a million dollars. That's before negotiating, of course. But let's go ahead and read down what." The gentleman named Byron Kennedy, what he was able to get for the 600 touchdown ball. He got two signed jerseys and a helmet from Tom Brady, a signed Mike Evans jersey in his game cleats, a $1,000 credit at the team store, and two season passes for the remainder of the season and, of course, next season. And, of course, Tom Brady also got him a Bitcoin. Touchdown Ferry. Is that enough? Not enough. Plain and simple, not enough. I mean, you should have got more. No, nah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. And here's here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. I, I I love how the Bucks. I love how the Bucks says, "Hey, we're gonna give you free money to come and spend back at the, our store." <laughs> 
Like, like, come really? The Bucks really? That's how you. That's how you do. That's how you do the guy. Um, I, look, I he, understand. He, he was wants, he was dumb enough to accept the deal. You know what? I don't feel sorry for him. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I might have to agree with you on that one because I also saw people out here talking about oh, these people out here in this world. People are greedy. You know, you shouldn't. You should give the ball up. I say you sound like a simp to me. <laughs> you sound like some type of simp to me. Last time I checked, it's America. Last time I checked, last time I checked, we come up on insurance stuff and whatnot. This is this is this was an insurance claim from last time I checked. It's American way. You get your you get your valuable item, you hold on to that mug, and you go ahead and cash out. That's what America's about. And that was his opportunity, and he let it go. And he gonna do his little media round tour, and he gonna be talked about, and he gonna be this the good version of Steve Bartman for the Chicago Cubs for the, for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But other than that, you ain't gonna never get. What you should have got for that ball play by plain and simple plain and simple all right let's go ahead and finish it up tonight with uh of course a halloween special edition of the episode eliminated or not and of course if you've seen squid game you know that you're either alive or you're eliminated and we are talking about teams that are still in the hunt to maybe make the playoffs later on due to the slow start they are having right now. So, of course, if you are tuning in, make sure you join us. To Touchdown Ferry, let's start off with the New England Patriots. Are they eliminated or not? Um... I don't think they're eliminated. I think they're they're right there on the fence. They're right there on the cusp of being eliminated, but they still got a shot. Um, they play a lot of teams on the back half um, that are not that great. They also, um, you know, they're healthy. They're they're healthier than you would expect, and they're they got a, a rookie quarterback that's learning. And the more time he gets in there. Um, the more chances you give him opportunities, you know, uh, the better he gets. So, yeah, they're still on the cusp of being eliminated, but not quite there yet. I feel the opposite. I feel that way because even though New England Patriots slaughtered the New, the New York Jets on Sunday, let's remember that is their third win of the season. And out of those three wins, let's remind everybody those three wins to touchdown ferry. One to the Houston Texans mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and two to the New York Jets. New York Jets, that's correct. With that being said, that will not get you to the playoffs. And <laughs> at the moment, I will have to eliminate you, the New England Patriots, because Fair I don't enough. care how your back half schedule is right now. If your only wins are against the Jets and the, and, the, and the Houston Texans, it's not a good look. Just saying. Just saying. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. I'll start this one off. They are not eliminated because Mr. Mike Tomlin, not just because he doesn't want a blank check thrown at him. doesn't matter how big it is. He's not going to USC. The point is, is that Mr. Mike Tomlin is a leader of men. He's a man of men. 
and he will, of course, do what he needs to do to get Mr. Sack of Shit Ben Roethlisberger to the playoffs. And they'll lose in the first round, but they'll get to the playoffs. And and then, of course, Big Ben will retire. Mike Tomlin will get him a new quarterback, and we'll see from there. But for me, the Pittsburgh Steelers... I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't rely on y'all right now to make the playoffs. So I will go with eliminated. I agree. They're eliminated. The students are eliminated. I think that they got a real tough back half. Um, too inconsistent. You haven't seen enough uh, from Big Ben. Um, their rushing offense is still horrendous, just like it was last year. Um, they're eliminated for me. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the Cleveland Browns. Would you like to start our first touchdown ferry? Would you like to start our first touchdown ferry, sleepyhead? No. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are still <laughs> – the Cleveland Browns are still um, – they're still in it. They're not eliminated. Um a lot of this is going to have to ride on Baker Mayfield and how long he may be out for. Um, although Case Keenum, like I said earlier, um, he did actually come in and um, he played really well. And I think if they can do that, um, he can do that for a couple of uh, weeks. If he can possibly pull, you know, a Teddy, what Teddy Bridgewater was able to do in um, New Orleans, then, you know, potentially – um, they will be not only in the playoffs, but uh, they will be in the running for the AFC North. So um, they still have a shot for sure. I feel like they are not eliminated at the moment besides their quarterback being the QB1 being hurt at the moment. Their defense helps them out tremendously being able to keep them into games and if you saw on Thursday night, it looks like, of course, they have a proven veteran backup that will come in and win you a couple of games if necessary. And that's something that any that every team always needs is a backup that can come in and win you a couple of games just in case. For So for the Cleveland Browns, I take them a little more seriously making the playoffs compared to the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. The Denver Broncos. I'll start off first. Teddy Two Gloves. You're going down. I love you and all, Teddy, but the Denver Broncos are just not who the Denver Broncos thought they who, who they would be. Uh, the defense is there. It's just it's just not championship level, and the offense is just not there. It's 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 pitiful. It's it's really bad. And for, for of course, for them to only score 14 points in that Thursday night football game, we both picked them because we assumed that maybe the Browns would, you know, this is a game they'll slip up on, but they definitely did not do that. And moving forward, um, moving forward with the Broncos, they play the Cowboys in week nine. They play, um, the Eagles in Week Ten, which usually should be a winnable game, but knowing them, hey, that that can be that can go either way. Um, and, and also, well, that Week Eleven is their bye week, and Week Twelve. Let's see, 
Chargers. The Chargers. So you're going to have a nice little stretch over the next four weeks to see Broncos if you're even going to ha- have your head above water. Because right now you're below 500. And by week 12, if you are 6-6, six and six, that would be great. But most likely you'll probably be four, four and four, what four and eight at that moment. Yeah. So Broncos, you are eliminated. Excuse us, lady and gentlemen. I don't know why he's over here falling asleep. He's getting out on us. You know why I'm falling asleep? I don't understand why, but let us know. I'm falling asleep because that's what Theodore does to me, okay? That is what Theodore does to me. Theodore puts me to sleep. Theodore has been horrendous. That's why why they're not in contention. That's why they're out. They're eliminated. They are eliminated. You know why? Because Theodore, the quarterback. No, I mean, but all jokes aside, it's not just Theodore, okay? That offensive line has been poor. The defensive line has been hit or miss. They're not able to get enough pressure on the quarterback to help out an ailing secondary that has been struggling for a long time now. Um, They won the first three games. Everybody thought, oh, yeah, it's good. It's great. And then they really dropped off the the last four games. They've lost four straight. It doesn't look like it's going to get any easier. The best chance they have right now is the Washington football team this week. They really got to step up and, you know, do something here. If they do not – do something against Washington football team. You say that the Eagles are a toss-up. I don't think so. I think I think that if they lose to Washington football team, they will go into their bye week losing those the next three games. Mm. So they'll lose to the football, Washington football team, to the Dallas Cowboys, and to the Philadelphia Eagles. They need a win against Washington just for the moral for the moral portion of it. Not even for anything else. Um, because really they're eliminated already. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the NFC side of things. The Chicago Bears. Started the Chicago Bears are eliminated. They don't have an offense. We'll make it quick. Eliminated. Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers, they're eliminated. They are eliminated because the real Sam Darnold has come out. And unfortunately, I was wrong <laughs> about Sam Darnold. I the real could, Sam Darnold. I, I thought he could... Repair himself in Carolina. Didn't happen at all. Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta is still in it. I I don't think they're eliminated. I think that they still have a shot. Um, Now, that could change in a week or two. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's it's crazy for me to say this because I did not expect them to be in this situation to be at this point. Um, Also, uh, Kyle Pitts the past couple weeks. My goodness, he balling. Man. He balling as I expected. I did say he would be rookie of the year, but I don't think he will be rookie of the year because he don't play the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's gonna be a rookie of the year, but I mean, he's he's turning out to be everything that he was advertised to be, and making such a big enough impact uh, that Atlanta has been able to pull some of these games out. So, uh, yeah, they still got a shot for sure. For me, I would say yes. But because of the division that they play in, yes, they can mm. beat the Panthers. I don't know about the Saints, and you're not, and you're not beating the Bucks. And the NFC is just very competitive right now, very top-heavy. I'm going to have to go with eliminated. I don't think that they would find a way to 
make the playoffs, especially with a first-year head coach. I'm sorry, second-year head coach, Arthur Smith. And I think there's something that they all learn from. I think Matt Ryan finally, you know, maybe maybe moves on right this season. And I think they they rejuvenate things in Atlanta moving forward with some younger talent. At the moment, Atlanta, you're eliminated. Touchdown hmm. Ferry, last one for tonight. Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are not eliminated. Um, I think that the Minnesota Vikings. They just, they have, they have, uh, uh, as much as it pains me, Kirk Cousins has been playing so well this year. Yeah, go ahead and say um, it. You know, yeah, you know you like to say it. Cousin Kirk. Mm-hmm. He's been playing so well this year. Um, I think that they still got a shot. That defense, mm-hmm. I think they started out kind of slow. They picked it up. Uh, the offense has been going all season. Um, they've got the weapons there to help Kirk Cousins out. And as long as he continues in the form that he's been in, um, then they will make the wild card and they will be a tough first round matchup for whoever they play um, because they are playing really well. Uh, their record doesn't quite reflect just how well they've played. Um, and I mean, when you look at their margin of, um, of loss, I mean, this season, it's they're losing really tight, close games. Mm. Um, so when you think about that, you think about you know what they, the fact that they still have to play the Lions um, a second time, they got the Bears twice um, on the back half. I mean, I think both, for me, both of those could be wins. In. Oh yeah, no, I agree yeah. with you. I'll keep it very short and sweet. I, I love what I'm seeing from the Vikings. I said this is what they do. They start off slow. They come back charging. But this is just the different type of Vikings team that I kind of see, especially with the way that Kirk Cousins is playing. Um, I agree with you, though. It's if they get into the wild card spot, they could, they could maybe upset a, a three or a four seed if they play them, you know, depending on the matchup be very interesting to see what happens with the Minnesota Vikings. But at the moment, you're not eliminated, and we expect to see y'all in the playoffs. Before we get up out of here, though, let me really read this comment from Lee, and, and I definitely understand where you're coming from, Lee. You are right. Lee said that I said that Pitts won't, won't get rookie year because he isn't a QB. Chase seems like the easy front runner, doesn't he, overall, uh, overall the quarterback so far? Yes, Lee, I did say that. It was more of a tongue-in-cheek type of thing. It was just one of those things where when it comes to, you know, rookie of the year, when it comes to uh, quarter, uh, when it comes to MVPs, anything like that, it's a quote-unquote quarterback award. I would, that was a joke. Yes, I do agree with you, though, Lee. Most likely at the moment, you might have to put Chase up there as rookie of the year from what he's able to do compared to the the quarterbacks that have been drafted. Uh, this this past season, uh, but of course the season isn't over with. We only played through seven weeks, so it'll be interesting to see who finishes out the season strong because that's really what it's about. You can have a great first half of the season, but if you don't finish it out, you know you can't be the rookie of the year or the MVP or of course Super Bowl champion to end the season. All right. With that being said, we appreciate everybody for joining us for our Halloween special, and of course tune in. Next week, where we'll be on our regular, our regular faces, and 
We will, of course, be here next Sunday for the pregame show, Monday for Monday Night Football, and Tuesday to wrap it all up. We appreciate y'all for tuning in on X Talking Ish. We will see y'all next time.